Happy Monday. Happy Monday, guys. Thanks for being here with us today. So we spoke with a woman who specializes in strong pelvic floors. Yes, and talking about the myths of pelvic floor and how to repair your pelvic floor. Yes. And the most important thing I want you guys to know is it's not too late to repair your pelvic floor. Yes, so she has the solution for that. I think it's really interesting to hear what she has to say about everything and all the research she's done. I love Um, that we talk about sex and orgasms. Yep, and peeing when you sneeze. We talk about (laughs) clits and then being um, an iceberg. Yes, yes. Oh my God, so good, you guys. We learned the correct way to say the word... uh, Kegel. Kegel. It is not Kegel. Who knew? It's off of Dr. Kegel. And I love her experience with how she got kind of owned with learning how to say Kegel correctly. I will, I mean, I am going to have to retrain myself to say Kegel. Not that I use that word every day, but... I, was, I use it often. I was set on Kegel. I totally thought it was Kegel. <laughs> I thought it was Kegel as Mind well. Mind blown. We learn something new every day. Kegel, <laughs> Kegel. It is not tomato, tomato. It is truly <laughs> I know, Kegel. I know. That's what I said. <laughs> oh, tomato, tomato. Wow, very interesting. So, hope you guys enjoy this one. I think anybody who's ever had any issues with um, peeing when they sneeze or maybe reaching orgasm or feeling like you're loose. Or sex that hurts. Like, literally, you guys, like, yeah. anything with your vagina, you could probably learn something with here. For sure. So. You know what I mean? So, enjoy. Enjoy. You know, who are you, and how did you get into this? Kind of tell us a little bit more about your background. It's a longish story, and it's different, but um, my name is Mary Ellen Reeder, and I'm one of the co-founders of Yarlap, and my other co-founder is my dad. And yeah, I know it's a pelvic floor stimulator for women co-founded by a father and a daughter. So people are like, how is that like a thing? And my dad is a medical device engineer. And so growing up parts were just parts. Like there were no code names for anything. It was always like penis, vagina, vulva. They're all like separate and anatomical parts and they're just parts. And So when I graduated from college, I was doing stuff for Women for Women International and doing stuff for like women's rights and all this other thing. And I really enjoyed talking to women about their lives and their health. And my dad was like, you should do this with Yarlap. We just got FDA clearance. It'll be so much fun. And I looked at him and I was like, literally incontinence only affects grandmas. And like, that's not really the sole focus that I want to do. I want to help like women of all ages. And he goes, well, that's a myth. So, um, get that image out of your head and just do a little bit of research and you'll be fine. And so I researched it and like within 20 minutes of being on Google, I was like, oh my gosh, every woman ever knows somebody who pees themselves. (laughs) Like it's not just older women. It's like younger women. Um, two of my best friends actually have this issue and they didn't know it was called incontinence. They were just like, oh, this is just a thing that I have. And I was like, no, that's, it's not normal. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I basically got together with my dad and created Yarlap to basically bring a resource and a tool to women to tone their pelvic floor muscles and have a tool ready at their hand to fix the problem. So how does that tool work? <laughs> so, <laughs> so Yarlap is 
a small medical device. So we are not a sex toy or marital aid. We're an actual FDA cleared medical device. And what it does is it's tiny. It's about the size of a tampon and you insert it like a tampon into your vagina. And what it does is it sends a signal into your pelvic floor muscles to do the exercise for you. So, you know, when you've been told to do kegels and you're like, I'm doing them or more often it's like, I think I'm doing them, but I'm not really sure. The Yar Lab does that whole entire workout for you while you just like sit on the couch or sit or lay in bed. Wow. It just does everything for you. What does it feel like? So everyone's <laughs> vagina feels different, but most of the time we get like, it feels like a firm handshake in your vagina. <laughs> Or it feels like butterflies. And some people are like, it just feels like my muscles are moving. But I, I personally feel like it's a firm handshake in your vagina. It's a bizarre feeling at first because I didn't even know where these muscles were. And having something do something for your body for you is an odd sensation at first. So it feels like a firm handshake. There's like definite muscle movement, but it's like a contraction pull-up feeling. So yeah, it's comfortable, but it's bizarre. How does it even like, I don't get how it works. Like, like what kind of ways? So, you know, like a TENS unit, <clears throat> okay, like the physical yeah. therapy where yeah. it sends a signal into your muscles and your muscles are moving and you can like yeah. watch it happen. It's similar to that. So NMES is neuromuscle electrostimulation, and it's very similar to TENS, but there is no pain blockage with NMES. And for us, we firmly felt that there should be no pain blockage technology within the vagina ever. So the Yarlap uses NMES. So it's sending the signal kind of like a TENS unit where it's contracting the muscles for you and sending that signal into your muscle. Mm -hmm. But there's no luxury of actually seeing those muscles move because they're deep within you. <laughs> so who should use this? What are the symptoms that people, like how do people know they need to use something like this? So most of the time we have, most of the time women know that they have this issue. They're like, okay, I have incontinence. I've known I have had it for a while. I have a well weakened pelvic floor or they're like, I've seen my mom laugh and pee herself. And I never want to have that issue. Those are the kind of people that really benefit from the ER lap. So laugh, sneeze, cough, pee yourself, have the sudden urge to pee. So the ER lap is FDA cleared to treat stress, urge, and mixed incontinence. So if you've ever been told to do a Kegel exercise, or you've been told to do pelvic floor relaxation, the ER lap does that for you. So we know moms experience this a lot after having kids, they sneeze and they say they pee or, you know, jump and they say, they <laughs> yeah, I went to a jump park recently and I didn't know I had this issue. And my son's too. And I've never accidentally peed myself, but I went to a jump park recently and I could not stop peeing the entire time. <laughs> and I was like, okay. All right. I got an issue. I recognize. <laughs> yes. So we have like a lot of people who are like, I can no longer go to I can no longer go to like workout classes or anything because if we have to do jumping jacks, that's a no-go. Like that is just a no from me. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really, really common. And so your pelvic floor muscles 
if you're a visual learner like me, it's kind of like a hammock on your pubic bone to the back of your spine. So it zigzags and it holds everything into its natural position. Mm-hmm. And when, especially for women, if we have a lot of pressure on that pelvic floor, pregnancy, childbirth, when you have that baby laying on there, that's a lot of pressure. And then childbirth is very intense. So women have a higher rate of incontinence, weakening of the pelvic floor, because there's so much pressure throughout our lives that we put on it. And a lot of women tend to be active. They do running, they do jumping jacks, squats, what have you. And all of that puts pressure on the pelvic floor. And so if you weaken that hammock, things start to shift and your uterus, your bladder, and those visceral organs fall from their natural position. So we want to make sure that we do these exercises to maintain tone and keep that hammock strong so that when that nothing shifts from its natural position, the the bladder is no longer on the bottom of that pyramid. So when you laugh, it causes pressure and then you pee a little bit. So it's really important that we do exercises like Kegels to maintain that tone and to maintain that hammock strength. Um, And that's why a lot of people are told to do Kegel exercises is to maintain that tone for that hammock. Is this something that could be used um, as a preventative too? Would you give it to anyone who wasn't having issues? Okay. Yep. So we actually are also cleared to do it as a preventative measure to maintain pelvic floor tone. So if you are like, I don't, (laughs) this all sounds terrible and I don't want this to happen. We actually help maintain that tone within those um, pelvic floor muscles. And is this just, so we keep talking about peeing. Is there any (laughs) other signs that there could be, um, you know, a reason to use this too? Yeah. So a lot of women are very open. And so I don't want to be like, I don't want, I don't want to tell a story and people be like, oh, that's me. How do you know that that's me? But it's not just urination. Um, it can be a a bunch of different things. Some people are like, I just know, I, I have this feeling that I know that things have shifted down there Mm -hmm. and that's extremely common as well. Um, because like we were talking about when that pelvic floor, when that hammock weakens, things do shift from their natural position. And that often occurs with pelvic floor weakening. So sorry about that. You're good. We got the same thing going on. Yeah, our kids are are like animals out there right now. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I was like, I knew something was going to happen. I knew he's going to lose it, but I didn't think it was going to be so soon. I can't even hear on your end though. Yeah, I couldn't even hear. Okay. So, but yeah, so it doesn't have to do that. And some people if we're going to go into the sexual world, if I'm allowed to do that for a second, of course we like it. Some people, yeah. Some people are like, and this is, I hate this term, but people say it's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway and it infuriates (laughs) because the term, yeah, we've heard it. We're aware of it. (laughs) Yes. Everybody knows it. And people are like, it feels just loose. And if you want to have a tighter vagina and it just feels loose and hanging, it's the vagina. It's all these other parts. And I'm like, it's the tone of the pelvic floor muscles. Like there is no such thing as a loose vagina. There is such thing as weakening and atrophy of the pelvic floor muscles. And that's why it's so important to keep those 
pelvic floor muscles in, in shape and in tone. And it's also why you see on big magazines that talk about sex where they're like, do this one exercise to stay hot in bed. And it ends up being the Kegel exercise. It's because that engages your pelvic floor muscles and your pelvic floor muscles keep that tone of feeling loose away. And your pelvic floor muscle also has the clitoris running right along it. So your clitoris is kind of like an iceberg where only like 20% of it is seen. Some people think it's only that little like gland that comes out. That's not true. It's actually very large. So I always compare it to like an iceberg. There's so much more that you can't see. It's just hidden deep inside of your body and actually runs right along the pelvic floor muscles. So when you're having an orgasm and you feel like a contraction almost, that's actually your pelvic floor muscle contracting. That's your pelvic floor. And so having an orgasm is kind of like having a maintenance switch built in, but with like a fun treat at the end. So it's really important to keep these pelvic floor muscles toned, not just to prevent yourself from peeing, but it also helps with your ability to have an orgasm, the response to the orgasm, because it is a muscle. So you do get something called muscle memory. And if you practice doing these exercises and you learn how to do, you know, your kegels better, faster, stronger, when you do have the response to an orgasm, your muscle memory kicks in and your pelvic floor goes, wait, I know how to do this. And I know how to do it really, really well. I can do it really strong. And all of a sudden you have this like mind blowing orgasm because all of that fits together and sexual wellness is part of your actual holistic wellness. So I think these pelvic floor muscles. Yeah. So these pelvic floor muscles, in my opinion, are incredibly important to your entire total well-being. Yeah. Yes. And we hear from moms all the time who can't reach orgasm. They feel like they're looser after after having kids. Uh And and this is really that's it all comes down to your core. It's all the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Well we've been introduced to what the problem really is. I'm curious though, I know with with uh I always say kegels, but you're saying kegels, which is right. Is it kegels or kegels? I don't know. Kegels. Kegels. So I, because I say kegels in my life, I'm like I was today years old when I learned with kegels. So it's actually really embarrassing how I learned how to say it. So I always thought it was kegels because that's exactly what it looks like. But it's after Dr. Kegel and the woman who helped find the G spot, Dr. Beverly Whipple. I met her at a conference and she is this kick-ass woman. She's so amazing. She's only like yay tall, but is like a well, like a fountain of knowledge. And I was talking to her about the Yarlap and I was like, well, it does the Kegels for you. And she stops me and she goes, it's actually Kegel. Um, And then she told me all about Dr. Kegel and she goes, and this is why this exercise is named after it. It's for the sexual response. And all this. And she goes, I think that if you do this, you should probably be able to say it correctly. And I was just like, oh, my, I was just put in place by this woman who discovered the G spot and talking about this thing that like I created and I felt really, really embarrassed, but also like 
immediately humbled and put into my place. <laughs> so now we know Dr. Kaggle's Kaggle, Kaggle, Yeah. So, the woman who discovered the G spot, like she's still alive. So how long have we known about the G spot? Not long enough, apparently. <laughs> and of course, and well, then there's the like, history. They were like, women don't need to know. <laughs> yes. And then there was like this whole debate on like whether or not it existed. Um, and whether or not the female orgasm existed. It's kind of like oh, one yeah. of those things where you're like, really guys, <laughs> are we going through this? That's an excuse for the men out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> it never happens. happens. It's <laughs> but yeah, no, that's exactly it. It's, it's a, it's very intense. And I'm a little floored that it took so long for us to find the G spot scientifically. Like it's very recent. <laughs> wow. So scientifically, so we're talking about clits, but the G spot is, is that the one that's internal, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So scientifically, is there like a degree, like, where is it at inside? Does she have it or is it, is yeah, it can, different for everybody? Yeah. So it kind of like, if you hit it and it curls up, there's we actually created, and I can send it to you. We created a PDF on the orgasm. This is great. And there yeah. is, there is like a visual of like where different orgasm spots are. Cause there's not just the E there is like almost a half an alphabet worth of. Half an alphabet. Wow. And 13. I mean, half an alphabet, it's probably like six, but so- just more than just the G spot, but we can send that to you and, um, we can post it on social, but you will see like a lot of sex toys, marital aids. They actually curve in and that's to engage your G spot. It's to hit that. It comes that kind of in and it curls in to get to that point. And so, um, I'm happy to send that to you and you can spread it around but yeah it's it's very interesting because there's so many nerve endings within the area that it's an extremely sensitive area but there's also so many different spots to get an orgasm with if you engage them is there like is there a ranking order of which will give you the best (laughs) or no because I think I know for women, it's extremely important to not only be like physically stimulated, but mentally as well. So we're, we have to kind of like feel as well, like in an emotional sense to have that ability to complete, but it's also really hard for us to have an orgasm just through vaginal stimulation most of the time it's like, I think it's around 80% of the time it's actually through clitoral stimulation. So again, the nerve endings in that area are so important. Um, getting off base from like the pelvic floor for a second, but it's extremely important to like get that area and give it love because that's kind of the trigger point to an orgasm. Yeah. And I am glad that you said that too, because 80% come from the clit. And I feel like that's a big reason why maybe couples struggle and women struggle to orgasm with their partner is because if, if the partner is not engaging the clit or they're not engaging the clit themselves, it's going to be really hard to orgasm with your partner. Yeah. Especially if their pelvic floor is weakened. Yes, especially <laughs> exactly. 
exactly close together and then it sounds like if you orgasm you're also working out your pelvic muscles exactly so you're getting like all the things that you need in one go yeah you don't yeah. even you know that's crazy little ecosystem yeah <laughs> where do people find this device how do they get it so yarlap we're over the counter so you can get it at our website at yarlap.com or on amazon okay. okay yeah so we're delivered like straight to your door ready to use right out of the box um at in your own home if you want how often is it used um three to five days a week 20 minutes um is an exercise I have a question. So I know with kegels, right? No, kegels. kegels. Okay. I know with kegels, there's different kegels that you can do. Like you can do like external, internal, like, and like I've experimented with trying to feel internally like the different spots that I'm kegeling. Um, does this machine do like all different types of? Kegels? Yeah. So there are different preset programs and the Yarlap engages the entire pelvic floor. So a lot of the times when you're trying to do an exercise self-engaged or self-initiated, you end up either using different muscle groups. So a lot of the times, like 50% of women who try to do a Kegel can't do them properly, even with written instruction. And it's just because it's really hard to find a muscle that's deeply isolated within our body and that we've one, never seen. And two, we don't actually have the ability to engage them properly. Like with a trainer, you can't have like a, like a trainer at a gym show you and spot you because it's yeah. inside your, it's inside your vagina. And so the Arla basically is your, your trainer for you, but it, it engages the entire pelvic floor without using your rear end, your butt, or your thighs or your abs, because a lot of people end up using those muscles pretty frequently while they're trying to do a Kegel. And if you're engaging those muscles, you're probably not engaging your pelvic floor to the fullest extent um, when you're using multiple different muscle groups. So you wanna make sure that you're engaging just the pelvic floor muscles, just the right amount of time correctly. And um, a big indicator to see if you can do that is to do an Oxford test, which is to stick a finger inside of your vagina and see if you can clench it. Oxford test. Sounds very sophisticated. Way more sophisticated than it is. Yeah. <laughs> I put an Oxford test. <laughs> but, Oxford but for me, that's like, yeah, it's a no-go. I'm not going to do that for 20 minutes straight, just sitting there with a finger at myself to see if I'm doing an exercise properly. Um, I'd rather have something do it completely for me while I can do something else. So it's, it's really hard, but well worth it to work out these muscles because it does prevent a multitude of issues. Yeah, sounds very important, honestly. Yeah. Is it ever too late? We got that question. Like, is it ever too late yeah. to repair the damage that's been done? No, because when you do have weakening or atrophy of these pelvic floor muscles, certain things can occur. They can get to a point where they're so weak that um, you can't engage these muscles on your own. Like no matter what you do, there's just no signal going from your brain to your pelvic floor. It's just that communication was cut off 
because it hasn't been engaged in a while. Um, even then, the ER lab still can help. It can do anything from mild to severe. And it sends that signal directly into your pelvic floor muscles to do those, those pelvic floor exercises for you so that you can retrain and build that communication back again. Um, but yeah, a lot of times people are like, is it, am I too far gone? And my answer is no, it's never too late to lose weight. It's never too late to get in shape. It's the exact same thing with your pelvic floor. It's just a little bit more intimate. It's a little bit more difficult to work those muscles out, but as long as you have the correct tool and the correct resources, it's not too late. It'd almost be like <clears throat> without the tool, it would be too late. But now that technology is here and we have these tools, it's no longer too late. Yeah. yeah. Women's health is finally getting the much love it deserves. <laughs> and so there, as long as you kind of go and find from your doctor, whomever is a, you know, a licensed, a trusted licensed healthcare professional to say, you know, are these the right exercises? Because a lot of people think that Kegels are the one size fits all, the one miracle um, exercise, and that's not true. So if you've been told to do Kegels, absolutely do them. Um, if you can, if you can't do them, having a tool like the Yarlap is fantastic. Um, or if you just don't want to do it and have something done for you, the Yarlap's great. But if you have a hyper tense, if you have a super tense or a hyper toned pelvic floor muscle where it's tight all the time, doing a Kegel is actually probably going to be counteractive because you don't want to be clenching something that's already clenched and fatigue that muscle that's already constantly working out. You want to be able to relax those muscles and learning how to relax those muscles on command can be just as difficult as doing a pelvic floor exercise like the Kegel. And so the those pelvic floor exercises that you read about, they're not a one size fits all miracle workout. Um, it really just depends on your certain situation um, and the tone of your pelvic floor at that time. So if you have a super clenched, tightened pelvic floor, kegels probably are not your best bet. But this machine helps with that though. Yes. So we actually do have programs to relax um, and we're very unique in that situation that we are, we are able to teach you how to relax as well. So question with the relaxing and like symptoms of that, basically, is this when like, it's hard to like get in there? Cause I've, mm -hmm. I've seen some women were like, it's like nothing could get in there. Like they've had that complaint. Is this maybe that for them? Yeah. So a lot of times people are really, they have pain during intercourse or they feel like it's just a knife stabbing them. It's unpleasant. It's painful. Um, that kind of a pelvic floor dysfunction. Again, talk to your doctor. There's it's, it's sad that there's a lot of shame revolved around anything vaginal sex, sexual pelvic floor related um, for women, especially, but I'm a big proponent of talk to your doctor. This is what they're paid to do. <laughs> so if you do have something where you're like, it's painful to have sex, go and talk to your doctor, have that conversation. I know it's embarrassing. I know it's weird. And you're going to be like, this is too much information, but this is their job is to like help you improve your quality of life. And if you talk to them and they're like, learn how to do a pelvic floor relaxation, 
we, we can be a great tool for that. But you do want to make sure that everybody is different. Everybody is unique. And to have your doctor, to have a good doctor is so important. And when they give you that right path of like, maybe, maybe kegels aren't your route, maybe do a pelvic floor relaxation. You'll know when you get the yard lap to stay away from certain programs because there are different programs there, you know, it's not like you want to just randomly start pushing buttons. That's cool. So it's not just a turn it on type thing. There's lots of yeah. different ones you can choose. And yeah. it's like it's you want to educated. Yeah. So it's just like a different program for different situations and everybody is unique and everybody is different. So we want to make sure that we have the right starting off jumping point to get to where you need to be to get that better tone of your pelvic floor and to help improve that quality of life. So if they don't have like a good doctor that they can go to, is, is there any direction on like, if you have these symptoms, maybe try this option? Or does, is it in there? Is it like a handbook, you know? <laughs> comes with yeah, like, like a lot of, so I'm not a licensed healthcare professional, so I cannot diagnose. I can't be like, this is what you have, so do this. Like I can't legally do that. Yeah. Um, but the ER lab is clear to treat pelvic floor um, so urinary incontinence and tone the pelvic floor muscles, especially if you have um, stress urge or mixed. And most women know, like it's not, it's not something that they're like, well, I've never even thought about that before, but they, they know, like they just, as women, we know when something's up, especially when it comes to our health, especially when it comes to our bodies, where we're like, I don't think that's normal. And so if you do have that um, and you don't have like the greatest doctor, maybe like look into getting a new one. I know that that's terrible, but it took me a long time to find a doctor. Like it took me a long time to find a good one and it's trial and error. Talk to a, a vaginal floor, ther what was she? Pelvic yeah. floor therapy. She goes by the vagina whisperer on Instagram. Have you heard of her? Yes. So we had her on the podcast before. Yeah. So we've talked to her, but we, we know everybody's got different views and takes. We still wanted to really talk with you because <laughs> it's an important well, topic. She, and it's, it's totally different. Totally different. It's totally yeah. different. And they were both really good conversations yeah. about our, you know, woman's health. Yeah. I just think that it's, and some people don't even know that like pelvic floor physical therapy is a thing. Yeah. And I'm like, it, it is. And it's like, it's very beneficial. But at the same time, like know what those muscles are. I feel like the United States needs just needs to as like part of our like our curriculum just needs to point out like maybe for like just ten minutes, be like these are your pelvic floor muscles. This is what happens if you don't tone them. This is why you should tone them. If you have an issue, go talk to your doctor. Like yeah. I'll happily write that ten minute curriculum blurb yeah. for you with like a diagram. Yeah. Well, we got <laughs> it. We're in a 30 minute one. <laughs> but I think it's so important because even men have this issue. Like even men have uh, pelvic floors, pelvic floor dysfunction, urinary incontinence. It doesn't happen as high of a rate as women, but they still have pelvic floor muscles. They're still able to do kegels if they need to, um, and they should be doing them. But I think that we don't know about these pelvic floor muscle groups until we believe it's almost too late. And then like, we have this issue where we pee when we laugh, sneeze, cough, or we have this sudden urge to pee. And by then it's so embarrassing that it's just like, well, this is just the way my life's gonna be. 
is the way the cookie crumbles. This is what it's like to be a woman. And I just want to like shake everyone and be like, no, it's, it's not too late. You're fine. Don't ever think you're alone. One in three women have some form of urinary incontinence in their lifetime. So you're definitely not alone. And that stigma, I just kind of, I want to shatter it. I feel like I, that's my job. That's like <laughs> my purpose. Well, it's not something people probably talk about much on like their Instagram stories, you know, like, oh, my pelvic floor. I peed yeah. today when I jumped. Yeah, <laughs> so that's why we like to have people like you on. So it becomes a normal conversation and it becomes normalized to like look into the issue and not just accept it as, oh, I pee now. Yeah. No, I have been known now to the point where like my friends will be like, so um, I'm inviting you to my baby shower. If you could please bring that slideshow, that'd be fantastic because I end up inevitably hearing somebody go, get ready to just pee for the rest of your life. And the first time it happened, it was to one of my best friends and she was already worried about everything. And she goes, and I could just see her face drop and I like whipped around and I was like, don't scare her. <laughs> this is where I come in. <laughs> I had never met her. It was like her great aunt or something. And I like turned around, I was like, don't scare her. Yep. Like that is false. That is a false narrative. Her pelvic floor muscles, as long as they're in tone, she can, as she's cleared for exercise, she'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, I was just thinking, we're going to make a TikTok video of it. Yeah. We're going to have somebody whisper and be like, no. <laughs> yeah, like that's exactly how I felt. And so now it's gotten to a point. Yes. And that's, it's now gotten to the point where I'm like at baby showers. If somebody says that, like all of my friends look at me and they're like, well, now you wound her up. <laughs> She's just gonna go on her tangent. Like I have a, I have like a, a PowerPoint like on my keychain on my car keys. I'm like, I'm ready to do this like five minute presentation of like why the pelvic floor muscles are so important. <laughs> like, I love it. I love time it. to shine every time it's done. I love it. Yeah. So and like it's it's just a big thing because I feel like you guys were talking about women like moms especially just think like this is part of what it's what it is like this is part of being a mom and this is something I have to accept and live with and that's such a big myth it's just about the tone of your pelvic floor getting those resources getting the correct tools and doing what needs to be done to tone those muscles that have been probably weakened for a while and get those back up ship shape working um but it's not something that you just have to live with. It's not how the cookie crumbles. It's not a part of motherhood that you have to live with. It's not a new norm um, by any means. Great news. That's great, great news. news. That is great <laughs> for a lot of people who are probably thinking, oh, I'm done. I know, right? Blessed my life. I have a quick question. I've been meaning to ask this whole time. It keeps popping in my head, but are you able to use this machine when you're pregnant or breastfeeding? So for, there is no, so the legal jargon that I'm going to say to you that we've been told by lawyers is there's no adverse side effects of using the Yarlap um, while pregnant. However, always, 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 always check first with your doctor before getting the Yarlap with pregnancy, just because every pregnancy is different. There is no one of the same pregnancies ever. So it would be extremely reckless to say, yeah, go ahead and use it. Um, like always, always, always check. Yeah. yeah, always check with your doctor before using a ER lap or anything really before um, inserting it into your vagina. Well, <laughs> Makes, sense. Makes sense. Makes sense to me. Yeah. But we, we've got to ask because we're yeah. going to get the question. <laughs> 
Um, does does having a strong pelvic floor make labor and delivery easier? It can. So when you're, you know, when you're delivering and they're like, all right, relax, 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 relax. Now push. It's insanely hard to relax when you're trying to shove an angry soccer ball out of your vagina. So having the muscle memory to just automatically kick in and do second nature relax is extremely important. So having people think that having like the ability to clench is the only thing that shows tone or control of the pelvic floor muscles. In reality, it's the ability to relax and clench on command. That's total pelvic floor muscle control. And so being able to do both of those on command as second nature, as muscle memory correctly is extremely beneficial, especially during childbirth. You have the website. Do you also have any social media where anybody can find you or? Yes. So you can find us on Instagram at Yarlap, Y-A-R-L-A-P underscore O-T-C or on Facebook at Y-A-R-L-A-P-O-T-C. Thank you so much, you guys. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you. Have a good day. Thanks, you too. Bye. Very interesting information. Very cool device. I do want to say, like, we're not trying to sell anything. Uh, no. We're not making commission off of this or anything. I just think it's really cool that there's something out there that I never even thought that would be a thing. I just also think it's interesting to learn more about your pelvic floor. Yeah. The reason why we need to keep it healthy, how it relates to... Your all over health, mm-hmm. especially your intimacy health. And, you know, we talk about sex all the time on Mom Worthy. And some people are, are killing the sex game, but most of us would like it to be even better, yeah. you know? And so I think that we as moms need to come together and really talk about our pelvic floors even more. We should not just accept that we're all just going to like pee for yes. the rest of our lives. Like, I do not want to accept it. You know, it's motivating to know that it's not too late. And for sure. I'm going to do what I can on my own to fix my pelvic floor. But I also think it's really cool for the for moms who just feel like I can't even Kegel. I don't know how to Kegel. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way to do it. Like they feel like there's no hope. There's machines out there. Yeah. There are things to help you. Um, and I think that's important to know. It doesn't have to necessarily be this one. You know yeah. what I mean? But if you guys need help and need support there's machines there's public floor therapy you know yeah technology is pretty cool pretty cool pretty cool so hope you guys enjoyed our conversation and learned a few things like we did yeah learned quite a few things i learned something new yeah so strengthen that pelvic floor (laughs) and it will give you better sex yeah (laughs) and stop you from peeing yeah (laughs) so don't forget guys follow us on facebook Follow us on Instagram at mom.worthy. Follow us on our Facebook page and our come join our Facebook group, which is Mom Worthy Mamas and Mom Worthy After Dark. And don't forget to join us on Patreon. We have several episodes that are live, you guys. We have a sugar baby that shared her details. We have a mom that was groomed for porn by her Hollywood agent. We have a cult series, you guys, that is yeah. so good. And we have so much more coming. So if you love the Mom Worthy Podcast, you definitely have to go check out Patreon. Get on over to Patreon. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye.